0: Hi, this is Jesse Dillon. And Walter Brower of Snow Crash, a platform
1: through which we empower artists like never before.
0: We are here on the edge of NFT, the podcast that is out to empower you to do the next big thing. Keep listening. Hey there, NFT curious
2: listeners. Stay tuned for today's episode and find out how Snow Crash is empowering incredible artists and partnering with big brands and names like Bob Dylan and Miles Davis to stretch what's possible in art and entertainment.
3: And how today's guests bring together CCR, a donkey, and a passion for disobedience and disrespect in today's quick hitters.
4: And finally, how spotty Wi-Fi continues to push the boundaries of music and collaborations in Web3. All this and more on today's episode. And don't forget, we put together a little
2: soiree called NFTLA just a few months back that brought out thousands of the world's most innovative doers in the NFT space. Head to 2023.nftla.live to get on the whitelist for tickets to our bigger, bolder, better, but also just as intimate and impactful event happening in Los Angeles, March 20th to the 23rd, 2023. See you there. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts in the business side and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem
4: and driving where it goes next. Today's episode features Jesse Dillon and Walter Dibbrower, founders of Snowcrash, a premier NFT trading platform that brings together diverse segments of technology, the creative arts, and digital innovation. Jesse is a prolific director and storyteller dedicated to telling the stories of some of the world's most innovative individuals and organizations, including Gucci, the Guggenheim, Passion, Sony Music, Vogue, the Open Society Foundations, National Institutes of Health, Harvard Medical School, Council of Foreign Relations, IBM, MIT Media Lab, Milken Institute, One, Sundance, The Getty, Ted, and more. He is also founder and CEO of Wondros. Walter, is an adjunct professor at Stanford University and the chief scientific officer of ShareCare Incorporated. He was an early investor in Bitcoin, Civic, TokenSoft, and HAVEN, now Synthetics), the Derivatives Liquidity Protocol. His interests are financial engineering, decentralized finance, and non-fungible tokens, Crash empowers artists, cultural icons, content creators, influencers, celebrities, and brands to access untapped creative and economic potential of NFTs by harnessing latent value in already created properties and by designing new digital assets and virtual experiences. Jesse and Walter, welcome to Edge of NFT. Thanks for having us. Uh, Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's a pleasure.
5: A privilege. Yeah, great to see you here.
3: Yeah, it's been great getting to know you guys with our partnership at SuperSheath and having you over to NFTLA to see what we were doing there. And I just keep hearing all the amazing things you guys are doing. And we were really excited to finally have a, on the show to unpack what's going on in your world.
2: Yeah. Talk about a powerhouse team. Like We gave just a glimpse into your background. We tried to keep it as short as we could, but we could go on forever because you guys are really, truly so accomplished individually and it really piqued our interest because all these things that you've done, all these amazing projects that you've brought together over time, why did you guys decide to form Snow Crash? How did it all come together?
0: Well, Walter, we'd been friends for a very, very long time and I've been looking for something to work on together. And so we, when NFTs sort of start, Walter's been a long time crypto investor and me to a much lesser extent, but when NFTs sort of came up, I was sort of buying some NFTs here and there, and then I felt like there was a missing space, which was the space for the artists, for the musical artists or film artists, different artists to be able to express themselves. There had to be a connective tissue between artists. They're not all spotty Wi-Fi who can see what it's going to be before anybody else or look around a corner, so it, it required some connective tissue, and I thought that we could play a role in this space between what a conventional artist does and how they become a web three artist. And so I asked Walter about it and Walter thought it was a good idea. So off we went, man. And so all these intersections, I mean, so many relationships that have formed over the
2: years in your individual pursuits. And you have this like additional powerhouse support of Sony music and universal music. Like how did that come together as part of this entire venture?
0: Like everybody else, they're struggling with what this new medium means for their artists. And until crypto winter came, it was projected that these last two quarters would be all about how we move traditional musical artists into NFTs. So I think they're looking for ways to be current with the people who are buying their musical artists. So they want to be there, they want to be in the right place. So everybody struggles with Web3. A lot of The ways that Web3 works are, as much as it's a super modern thing, it's also a very arcane sort of system and takes a long time to learn how to move things in the space and not just drop things out, which nobody's going to buy or want to be invested in because they haven't really integrated themselves into the collection of people who want to participate with tokens. Yeah, it's like, to a degree, it seems like a lot of the larger
2: music groups are in some cases trying to kind of hold on to some semblance of control based on the existing system that's been around for many, many years. But then by the same token, others are embracing different elements and trying to find a way to collaborate with their artists. Because I think if they don't, they're kind of in for trouble, right? Because there's all these opportunities coming up where artists can become more and more independent in a decentralized way. So it's cool to see those guys stepping up and collaborating with you on this project.
0: Yeah. I mean, I also think that artists are not just about their record companies. Artists can have, write a book and an artist can make a movie and they can have all sorts of things that don't involve the record company. So in Web3, they have the opportunity to be everything that they express themselves as in one place. And I think that you'll start to see different versions of what it means to be an artist. I mean, Walter, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think. If you look at the hip hop industry, so basically everyone wants to be Kanye West because he has very business-like fashion, increased his brand equity over sneakers, producing music, but also beverages, a whole line where he actually basically gave his brand almost as a, and that brand then actually exploded. So he was number three before, because Jay-Z was number one, and Dr. Dre, and now Rihanna has come up. So most of these artists start to think in in Web3 that they're more than just uh, musicians. They can do other things. They can sell paintings, make beverages, put their equity on other parts of the industry. And so I believe that If you are a fan of an artist, that you will probably not only buy his music, but also go into other things that he did. And as we see on the data from Amazon, people that buy a book from one author mostly buy two to three books. From the moment they buy two books, they will buy all his books. So the same goes for artists. They have seen uncaptured revenue now that they can have, which does not belong to the publishers. The publishers have basically bought the end product of a creative process. They have not bought the creative process, which actually has more than just music. So I believe it's a very, very good thing for them.
4: Well, we'll see how that lawsuit between Miramax and Quentin Tarantino Falls out, (laughs) because they think maybe they bought some of his creative process. (laughs) Well, I think that's a little different because it's the actual
0: assets themselves. They think they bought the actual assets they paid him to make. But, you know, there's a million different ways these things are going to shape out. The other thing is that you can now be invested in the artists themselves. So the artists can decide that they want to do something and private equity can invest in a musical artist, whereas up to now, they've never really been able to have a vehicle to be able to do that in a very fluid, liquid way. And then for the publishers and all of them, you know, they have a lot of illiquid assets that nothing's happening with and nothing is going to happen with. And Web3 gives them the opportunity to launch these things in a new and different way. Like Nat King Cole, you might like the jacket he was wearing, or you might like the uh, things he had in the hotel room he was staying at 50 years ago. So it, Those are things that can be invested in as people start to see the metaverse come alive. The way that I think things will be interacting with, it'll be very differently than the way it is now. And that's what NFTs are really good for. They become the currency of the metaverse. If there's going to be a metaverse, it's going to need NFTs to give us ways to move around in it and be able to open and close doors and get things for our avatars to get the avatars themselves to all these things I think artists are going to play a huge role in. Spotty Wi-Fi who's going to come on later is wearing his avatar right on the screen. Well, soon everybody will be able to do that. I mean, everybody could do that now, but it's like, as we move around inside the metaverse, we can have that as our persona. And if we're not feeling well, we might switch to a different persona. And if we're feeling confident, a different one, and we might want to wear different clothes. You'll see all this customization, all this opportunity for customization is in the metaverse, which is the way that artists can move forward. But you also see lots of other things move forward, architecture. It's like, where would I want to put my will? I'll put it on the metaverse in some place. I'll put my deeds to my house, deed to my car, the loan for my car. All those things can be dealt with in a new way as the world opens up in this new everything that's in this world will also be in the metaverse and other things as well.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you think about where artists were before, where you had concert and concert merchandise. And that now feels so constraining based on the unlimited creativity that's available today with these converging technologies and NFTs as sort of the lubricant of this creator economy. And it sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun doing what you're doing. And you guys are storytellers by trade, and you've worked with a lot of brands on their stories. So I kind of want to learn more about your mission, your North Star, when it comes to how you align around who you work with and how you work with folks. So I'd love to learn a little bit more about your mission and approach to working with this industry.
0: The mission for Snow Crash is the same as just my personal mission, which is just to always work with things that are excellent. And NFT has a lot of excellence in it. And I'd been collecting for maybe a year, but then in actually doing Snow Crash, we've spent the last year sort of getting to know a lot of people. We've launched on Ethereum, Solana, and Crypto.com, we've had different collections on each platform, and you learn a lot by seeing the different ways that people approach problems. And then, of course, Walter has all the technical knowledge. Walter, what have your impressions been?
1: Yeah, I think the broader mission is, and that's what excited me, is tokenizing showbiz. Like the showbiz is the old world for the what we now call the media and entertainment business industry, which is a $1 trillion industry by 2023. So if you launch derivatives into that industry on the IP that they have, this is something enormous. You can tokenize everything. And of course, this will be a 10-year process. Just as mobile, while everyone is now mobile and everyone is now, we think we are using apps, but 34% of the apps are still browser-based. It takes a while for people to go through that funnel and to make them change. But the tokenization of that complete industry is enormous. Like, just imagine that in 1995, everyone suddenly needed an email address. Otherwise, you wouldn't find a date or so. You know. In 2000, everyone needed a website, although the dot-com was, or then they quickly needed a website. In 2007, they all needed an iPhone. You know, remember the queues for a mobile in 2010, they suddenly needed social media accounts and a Facebook page, you know, and in 2015, suddenly they needed wallets wallet and a currency. Well, in 2025, they will need a metaverse. They will need a world which they can link up to all the other worlds. Like, we're actually not building a metaverse altogether. We are building meta galaxies. And that's why I think that Microsoft and Facebook are completely wrong. And I'm looking forward to them failing because you know, their agendas are biased.
4: Yeah, it's an interesting, almost call it battleground these days when it comes to like the established players. I mean, I noticed internal conflicts for myself of being so excited about Google many years ago and oh, and everything, all the world's information is accessible to everyone and uh, oh, it's just my information and <laughs> it is accessible to right, everyone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it's really going to be interesting to see how things play out. There's a lot of hope here. And at least I think I'm hopeful there's always in these transitions something special can come out of it. Let's talk a little bit more specifically about your guys, some of your recent projects with Snow Crash. Any cool examples that we could roll through a little bit? Yeah, well, Birds
0: of Solace was a project super proud of with Varvara Arli, who's a crypto native artist from Ukraine, actually, from Russia. So I think she came from Russia, but she moved her in Ukraine to Georgia. But she's a wonderful artist that we reached out to very early on and then worked with her for about a year and love the art. It's beautiful. And that's a pretty good collection.
3: And how do you work with folks on projects like that? Like, What's the approach you take? Well,
0: I think it's different with each individual artist. On that particular one, I had an idea and then she had just done one little collection at that point and I reached out to her and she liked my idea, which was to combine the original Audubon print pictures with a more modern, kind of do her painting on top of them. And she got really excited about that. So She was a great artist to work with, whereas we did Maxim, who's the um, lead singer of the Prodigy. And he had done these butterflies and had this sort of an idea about butterflies, but he didn't really know what it meant to be a crypto native artist in Web3 or what that meant. And so it took us a while to sort of work together to kind of figure out what that would mean for him. And we just sold out. His first collection, he's actually done a couple of other NFT things very early on, but we just sold out a collection with him, which was really powerful, good sort of storytelling, which I think is going to continue as more storytelling down the road as we go down the roadmap further. Our work is pretty
2: awesome too. Very um, cool. Like the lore of it, like the whole story, like super creative, like super cool. It sounds like you agree on he's that. great. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, he's like, talented in music and then goes to a fair one day, just gets some paintings for his house. And he looks at the paintings. He says, well, I can do that. And then, of course, he was great at that, too. So, you know, he's he's newer to art, but I think he's really a great artist.
2: Yeah, we're seeing a lot of that. I think we were just talking recently about like Gerard Way from uh, My Chemical Romance and Umbrella Academy and all that fun stuff. Like it just runs deep right in your DNA, creativity, storytelling and how you bring it all together. You got some cool projects coming up. I think you got Miles Davis, you got one with your pops, Bob Dylan, some exciting stuff. Like, tell us about what you got there in the pipeline.
0: Well, we're going to drop some things, some artworks from my dad later in the year. And then afterwards, we do a drop with Miles Davis, with the estate of Miles Davis, which we're pretty proud of doing. And then there's lots more after that, but it hasn't sort of crystallized yet. Right on. So when you think of those, like, how do you think about...
2: I don't know It's probably different for each artist, but like the different elements of utility, you guys are really reaching in a bunch of different areas here for each of these collections you already mentioned. So like for these forthcoming ones, like what kind of construct do you put together around utility and how do you flesh that out?
1: Oh, well, so we're now in the wild west and the NFT is the minimal viable product. It's sort of like a a very buggy Winchester revolver (laughs) where we are going to prove manifest destiny. And of course, we're only doing JPEGs and very soon, everything will become IP and even the JPEGs will become H.264 and H.265 MP4s. So that means that these things that we are going to sell will be updatable. We will be able to push more stuff into it. They will give us access to things that we want to buy. So it's access to experiences. For me, that's the utility.
0: Yeah, and I think that there's utility from the standpoint where we see different versions of artwork. And then there's utility where we see, well, maybe it'll be a game, maybe it'll be something else. I think we're in the very early stages of thinking about what utility really means from a storytelling perspective. And I'd like to see it mean more things where it keeps the audience engaged in a story that's ongoing. And I think that we're just beginning to see stories that work out like that. We have a project which isn't fully fleshed out with Avi Loeb, who's the head astronomer at Harvard, who saw an asteroid go through our planetary alignment. It had an irregular orbit, and he thought that it could be a piece of alien junk technology. And... It's like we have a project that's exploring. Well, what is that? Is it alien junk technology or is it just a rock floating through space? And so I think that there's lots of ways that you can imagine. You talk about utility. Well, a piece of that rock went into the ocean off of Papua New Guinea, and he's going to be taking a boat over there to see whether he can drop it down and pull a piece of it up. And my thought about utility is well, everybody could own a little tiny piece of the asteroid. (laughs) So it's like utility. It has as many meanings as you can think up at the moment. Yeah, Yeah, for sure.
3: Absolutely. By the way, this weekend, my girlfriend was telling me there's all this space junk floating around Earth from all these launches that they're showing some pictures of it. It's pretty gnarly up there. And we haven't even gotten started with all these space adventures to come. So it could get a little messy up there in outer space. But I'm planning on staying
0: here. I don't know about you guys.
3: But <laughs> yeah. I like California.
0: Yeah. You know, I can think of some people we should volunteer for the trip to Mars, but I'm not going to be going myself, <laughs> you know?
3: I'm good here on Earth as well. But, Walt, you started to talk about programmable NFTs and conversation that the first NFT standards were kind of fast-tracked, like they have to get out there. And we've learned a lot about what we need in an NFT standard, especially from a video perspective and when you get into holograms and start thinking about converging technologies like machine learning and internet of things. I think you're the perfect person to put on a futurist hat for the moment and give us a little sense of what your thoughts are on the future of NFTs and Web3.
1: For our clients, Universal and Sony and Disney, that we have to bring them everything they did in Web1 And web two, we have to convert that to web three. So that means a lot of code, a lot of integration, a lot of media players, which are software oriented that we have to, because we are not only thinking, you know, we have to think for them to write protocols that they stream music or they stream movies, but also with certain conditions in the sense that they can stream them. But at the same time, can they download them or not? It's rent or buy. Plus, then geographic restrictions where we have to see actually on the satellite coordinates where these streaming are going and where they are coming from. So, this becomes a more complicated thing. Also, I believe that the future of NFTs will primarily, and especially in music, bring three new big fields and one is the metaverse and gamify. I think that the metaverse will be for music what MTV was in the 80s you know it was a destination part of our living room like we drank we looked a bit at it but now think about that same destination but where you can just with on your phone order stuff immediately from that artist what he wears you know my kids always when they see a rapper, like, what does he wear? Is it Dior? Or, you know, like, let's look it up. You know, like, uh, is it his own brand? And so you can do that. The metaverse will be, like, enormous. You no, know? just as Mark Andreessen said, software is eating the world. Blockchain is authenticating the world. And if you authenticate it, then you can put it into a virtual world and sell it and own it because it must be persistent. It cannot be like Grand Theft Auto where you kill somebody and this guy turns up again. You cannot just buy a house and then it disappears.
3: Yeah, I mean, the theme I hear in your words is this integrated experience where in the past in Web 2, you go to a concert, you buy merch, you shop online, you do things with your friends where what we're talking about here. Is sort of this concert, if you will, of life, and that the brands and the things you love, the creators you love, the people you love are all part of that concert.
1: Yeah. And that NFT will probably have access to your wallet, which will have access to what we would now call a credit card. You will go into that concert, and everything you consume there will be part of that NFT that will basically do the invoicing and the accountancy of everything and gives you a proof of attendance, what you have all done, and it will all be on that blockchain because the blockchain is the memory.
4: It's really useful to get your perspective on this. And it definitely resonates with a lot of what we're seeing moving forward. And there's also just a lot to be imagined. And that kind of leads me to ask What's next for Snow Crash and your roadmap? What are you imagining? You've already cooked up some really incredible things. What do you foresee in the next few years?
1: Well, metaverse is certainly something that we are heavily building for the moment and for our clients. We're not just building a world which we have to populate. We are building these worlds for our clients, and we hope to connect these worlds into a world just uh, like the old city-states of Greece that one day after Philips became the country of Greece. But I believe also in there will be new DSPs, uh, digital service providers, and that now 64% of the world uses social media for 142 minutes a day. And this is all like if you are not paying for the product, you are the product. Now, certainly for the music world, which has like an enormous following. If you look at Rihanna, it's like millions and millions of followers. But also, if you look at rappers who have 100 million followers, from all these followers, they don't even know who they are because the identity belongs to the network. If tomorrow they say something wrong, they might be canceled. And they cannot monetize it. So they cannot grow. So I think inside that metaverse, a new communications Identity, communication, and payment services will be very big. So let's say that if tomorrow one of the biggest rappers takes his 400 million followers and puts it on a platform that we make that would look a bit like Twitch, but for musicians, and it would create some clubs on there, who wouldn't want to belong to a club of, of daddy or with now love, or just the bragging rights would be enough to pay 10 soul. And I believe that's also a big part, the communication inside that Metaverse. And thirdly, I believe what Web Two has done, it has destroyed music ownership. When I was young, we used to go to the record store. We bought a forty five rotations per minute, you know, record. We kept it. We had like twenty of them. We did our own charts, top twenty. We had an opening line come to my room listening to music. (laughs) All this doesn't exist anymore. And just as that not so long ago proved, there is a market for the ownership of music. Blowing in the Wind was sold for $1.7 million on Christie's. So just imagine all these blue chip musicians that will record songs that only one person can own, but everyone can listen to. That's new revenue, which that will have to be discussed, of course, with the publishers. But when there is money to be made, everyone sits around the table. Yeah, indeed, man. And you've given some shout outs to a number of different like hip hop artists and whatnot. I'm curious. Are you hip hop head? You got hip hop in your blood over there? Oh, uh, well, I, you know, I'm a numbers guy and the guys with the numbers are and the girls with the numbers are hip hop artists. You
2: know. There it is. Okay, <laughs> right on. So, guys, like, where are you drawing your inspiration from in the space these days? Are there any like projects and Web3 NFTs that you get really jazzed about?
0: I like the AI Deegans. I think that one's pretty good. Those are pretty funny. There's lots of great collections out there, as many as you can imagine. Sure. Walter, how about you?
1: Well, reading with my students The Network State, which is a book by Bellacci. It's a very good book, I found one of the top books that I've read in a long time. Of course, some people will probably have other opinions about it, but it's good to read an intellectual book that sort of brings, converges several things together. So that is not just about a JPEG of an ugly duck. This is more than just that. We moved from paper to digital. We made from digital to the internet, from the internet to blockchain. And now from blockchain, we will go to streaming. And then from streaming blockchain, We'll go to the metaverse. This is all one big progression.
2: It all makes sense when you lay it out so clearly, Walter. Well, guys, look, we appreciate all the background on Snow Crash. So exciting. Listeners, you know, go check it out. There's so many ins and outs to it. So many amazing projects that have come to fruition already. And it sounds like this pipeline ahead is even more exciting. So keep an eye
6: out there. Hey there, NFT Space Cadet. Let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice Beach, L.A. Let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion, art and food there. It's a thriving software dev, data science and design studio known as A.E. Studio where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com. It's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle to award-winning brain-computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white-label marketplace, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. Now, for all you DGens who strive to shed the cummerbund and pearls, comes a jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring partnership, not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe. It's called Edge of AE Studio. That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale and model of yacht, as well as weather scale model of yacht or actual yacht.
2: Guys, we wanted to shift gears a little bit for segment two. It's a segment we call Edge Quick Hitters, where we try to get to know you a little bit better. We have 10 set questions, and we're looking for short single word or few word responses, but we can dive in a little deeper where we'd like. Would you want to jump in on these things, guys? You ready? Sure. All right. Let's have some fun. Jesse, we'll start with you. Question one. What is the first thing you remember ever purchasing in your life?
0: Uh, I bought a donkey.
2: Oh, my gosh. We need to know more about this donkey. <laughs> well, just from a neighbor. That's I a common a
4: thing. Most of our guests say they bought a donkey. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bought a donkey story before from a neighbor guys.
0: when I was very young. wanted a donkey. So you know, we had a neighbor and went over, and yeah, I don't think I gave him any money, but I got the donkey. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. I don't know exactly what you mean, but yeah, I know that's awesome. <laughs> uh, Walter,
2: how
1: about you, man? When I was young, we kids didn't have purchasing power. So, But once you were like 12, 13, I remember uh, buying my first record, Creedence Clearwater Revival, which in 1970 were bigger than the Beatles and bigger than Led Zeppelin, like for a while. And I lived in Belgium, so this was like alien music from an alien country where everything was permitted and nothing was allowed, but you know <laughs> but that's what I remember.
2: Man, CCR and a donkey. First time appearance on the show, I think, for both. So uh, amazing. There you go. amazing. <laughs> Question number two, Jesse. What is the first thing you remember ever
0: selling in your life? I think I had some life magazines that I sold to a neighbor. Just we had them and they wanted them. So we Are sold you sure them.
4: these were life magazines, Jesse. <laughs> yeah.
3: uh, uh, Ethan's doing a throwback. We had one guest that cut out some images from another type of adult magazine and sold them as individual one-on-ones.
4: Yeah, he didn't even sell the whole magazine. He actually oh, made wow. more profit by selling the individual images. I
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, wasn't that clever.
2: I'm <laughs> fragmenting nice nice Walter how about you brother
1: like so many people in life I was probably the best at selling myself you know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah
2: <laughs> services selling your services yeah. nice okay question number three Jesse what is the most
0: recent thing you purchased the battery for my iPhone the portable battery from Apple which is great so clutch yeah yeah
1: nice Walter how about you I buy a lot of stuff daily on junk electronics, but one thing that I really like is I bought Starlink because if you are close to the coast in LA, then you, the reception is not good. And Starlink works. Like, I'm very happy with that. Shout out
2: Starlink. All right. Question number four, Jesse, what is the most recent thing you sold?
0: it have to be the NFTs that, we, that we've sold on Maxim's collection. That's the most recent thing we saw. Rock and roll, Walter. How
1: about you? Robin Hood. Everything. Got it. <laughs> everything. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you're sold, you sold at the bottom. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's
4: yeah. recently. You sold let's get everything. It, let's get it over with. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> nice. Cool, cool. Jesse, question five: What is your most prized possession? Besides my kids, what are the things I use the most? I mean, probably. My iPhone and my computer and my iPad. That's how I touch the world. So yeah, they essential. Makes sense. Walter, how about you?
1: Also, my family, of course, but for the rest, of my family has to live, I think, for a long time on my crypto portfolio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Once we are, uh, you know, like <laughs> we are out of the bear market, followed by recession, then we'll be yeah.
0: able
2: to. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Long-term view. All right. Question six. We'll flip up the order here. Walter. If you could buy anything in the world, digital, physical, service, and experience that's
1: currently for sale, what would it be? Oh, well, there I have an exact answer for it. Because I would like to buy, but I have to do it together with my wife. So that's, I'd like to buy a ticket to the Orient Express before it disappears go to Venice in Hotel Daniele and drink an Americano, like the tourist, you know, <laughs> the, yeah. the movie with Johnny Depp.
0: Yeah. But nice. Walter, this is very achievable. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: but I have to convince my wife.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Otherwise, there's no romance.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. What's the question
2: again? Yeah, if you could, if buy, you could anything? buy anything.
0: Yeah. Digital physical service and experience. I definitely don't want to go to the moon or any place like that. I think by a couple more weeks up here on the coast at uh, Stinson Beach, where I like it a lot. Oh, Stinson, yeah,
2: man. Beautiful place. Yes. Yeah. A little tidbit for anybody listening, if you've never heard of it. Stinson's on point. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Question number seven, Walter. If you could pass on one of your personality traits to the next generation, what would it be?
1: Well, Probably disobedience. I think it's a very healthy attitude. And also disrespect. Disrespect for anything that is like overpoweringly big and nonlinearity, nonlinear thinking,
2: these things. Nice. We were talking about like quotable moments. I think we just hit one of those.
4: Nice. Yeah, but when you have kids passing on disrespect and get a little bit out of hand, <laughs> <laughs> they're born with it. <laughs> <laughs> True right. sure enough. True.
2: That. Jesse, how about you? If you could pass on one of those personality traits of yours to the next generation,
0: critical thinking. We just don't have enough of it these days. Roger that.
2: Roger that. Question eight, Walter, if you could eliminate one of your personality traits from the next generation, what would that be?
1: Vanity, probably. Always gets you in trouble. Also, too much talking.
0: (laughs) Yeah, those those (laughs)
1: combined, those (laughs) combined, right?
0: (laughs) Jesse, how about you? I guess anger, if you eliminate something, when want to have less anger out there. Yeah, yeah, I get that,
2: especially these days, man. Question number nine, what did you do just before joining us on the podcast? Walter, we'll start with you.
1: I had a meeting with
0: Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a meeting. <laughs> Was it a fun topic, at What are you guys chatting about? Oh. No, it was normal <laughs> <laughs> you know, taxes in a the county. Meat and, the yeah, meat and <laughs> potatoes of the, of the thing.
1: Keeping it going. Gotcha. You know?
0: Okay. So that's for both of you guys. How about
1: next? What's coming up next, Walter? I think I'm going to join my wife next to the swimming pool. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> well, I had an early day, so I'm finishing. Oh,
2: beautiful. I'm going to lunch with my kids. Man. Nice next steps for you guys. All right. Well, that's the 10 questions, y'all. That's Edge Quick Hitters. Thanks so much for sharing with us. We appreciate it. Ethan, word is we got some hot topics in the boat here or a special hot topic. What's the scoop?
4: Yes, sir. And we're bringing on a special guest for this one, which we can chat with. So Spotty Wi-Fi is our special guest today. As Jesse mentioned a few times, he's always on the move, deepening the fabric of Web3 and NFTs with his work has a set of hot topics to discuss and we have him here as i mentioned live on the show to do so we had a great chat with him beforehand spotty unmute yourself and say hi welcome
5: hey what's up guys i'm enjoying the conversation and my pleasure to be joining you all
2: yeah dude so good to see you man i think last time we were together it was live and in person at nftla a few months ago we rocked the stage and hung out definitely one of the more talked about moments of the event we really appreciate having you on dude you got a lot cooking, bro. What's shaking here with this NFT collection? We got the full set NFT collection coming up. What's the scoop?
5: Yeah, man. Well, first off, thank you guys. You know, I had a blast at NFTLA. That was a beautiful production stage and everything. It was awesome. And yes, since then, I've been busy working on this new album. The latest single is called Full Set. The original version of the song is produced by Illa, the producer, multi-platinum Grammy nominated producer. And now he's the head of community and partnerships for the Board Ape Yacht Club, which is a wild turn of events because the song is really about having a full set of and how that's the digital flex of the moment. So it's pretty awesome how that all worked out. We just recent remix of the song, which is the 8-bit edition uh, a couple days ago, that features Champ Medici and West Side West from Death Row Records. And that's going to be the new NFT collection that I'm dropping in these next couple of weeks is 27 different versions of the song. It's a blind mint. You don't know which version you're getting, but you do know that whatever version you get, you're going to have a copyright license to use the instrumental and to use my vocals. And the original version is produced by Illida Producers. So if you're an artist out there, you could have an instrumental from a multi-platinum Grammy nominee.
4: Cool. Can you explain to the listener who's not familiar what an 8-bit version would be like? What makes it 8-bit?
5: Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That's a great question. So basically we take the original version of the song produced by Illa and we replace all the instruments with Nintendo sounds, basically. So it's all the same No, all the same chords. So it'll feel very familiar with you if you hear one version versus if you hear another version but it's just a different vibe and then on this particular collection we did feature some different guest artists some different rappers on the different remixes of the song which is a first as we've been doing this style of a drop
0: can you play us a little of it i can we didn't definitely plan that out.
5: <laughs> i mean we can play some i just don't have the means to play it right now to stream it live But it did just drop, if you search me on any of the streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, YouTube, it's also my pinned tweet right now. But
0: which version are we going to hear? Because there's 27 different versions.
5: So only three of the versions are available on all streaming platforms. 24 versions are basically hybrids, elements and instruments from the original three versions and mix and mash them up. So if I get one, can I put it out there with the other three? Actually, you can. You don't have access to my Spotify account and my Apple Music account. But yeah, you could take a song of mine, if you own the NFT, put it on your own Spotify artist profile. You could even remix it if you hop in my discord you verify you have the token and i'll send you the corresponding stems so that you can do whatever you want with it you yeah. can put in your film you guys could use it in the edge of the nft podcast it's a great copyright license to me where we're innovating and giving the holder a utility and i still own my masters i still own my publishing so jesse if you use one of my songs in your next smash blockbuster and then when that airs on broadcast or something like that i still have a performance royalty. So that's really something that I'm proud of in terms of how we try to structure my drops.
3: Spotty, there's so much I'm proud of about this, man. Like you pushed the boundaries before, now you're just pushing the boundaries in every single direction known to man. I mean, this is exactly what we were talking about on today's show with these guys. And like, this is so cool. I mean, we went through the process of getting permission for the song that we're using. And this makes it so much easier for people to sort of, co-own and co-create with you, and you're doing all these great collabs, what do you think your father, Jesse, would think about all this?
0: This wouldn't be his alley, probably. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he would think about publishing anyways. He doesn't think of it that way. But it's interesting, Spidey, did you write 27 different versions of the song lyrically?
5: No. Generally, when we've done this type of drop before, the vocals have been the same on all of the different versions, and it's the music that's changing. Ah, uh, okay. For this particular drop, I teamed up with four others so that we have one art, and they're all represented by board apes. Some are my board apes, some are their board apes. But one of them, Gold Rilla, he's featured on one of the three main versions. And then I've got the Death Row guys, Champ Medici, and West Side West on the 8 bit version. And then another one of my apes, Sergeant Simi, is on the dance hall version. So you only
0: collaborate with Bored Apes?
5: No, that's just how this song is really just very Bored Ape themes. I performed at the Ape Fest in New York City a few weeks back. So it's just been Ape season, really, for the last few months. But my whole new album has a lot of different types of collabs. The first single was All Time High featuring Bun B, the legendary rapper out of Houston. We've teased that we have a song, Jones, that's going to be on the album, Jim Jones from the dip set and a lot of other main main artists, but still wanted to like pay homage to my Web Three Roots and the Yacht Club.
0: So did you collaborate in the same room or did you send them the song and they sent it back to you? Like how did it work?
5: It depends on the specific collab. Some collabs have been in the same room. Bun B was totally remote. You know, we were emailing back and forth. Same with Jim Jones. So it's interesting because a lot of times, like those two guys, I met them minutes before we formed together. And that's always it's cool that I've had that experience because a lot of times people are collaborating and they might never meet that artist. I've been fortunate because those guys are really interested in Web3. And actually, by the way, shout out NFTLA, Jim Jones at NFTLA. We had a passion together. After the panel, I told him, hey man, I have a song for you. And we exchanged numbers. And that was the catalyst, the spark that led to that collab.
4: That's dope, man. Quick for the listener and maybe the person who's just looking at the little small screens. I'm spotlighting Spotty Wi-Fi's video here. He is wearing an NFTLA shirt right now. (laughs) And he did claim before the episode started that, oh, I didn't realize it. It's just a very comfortable shirt. So whether you want to represent or you just want a comfortable shirt, Look out for NFTLA swag.
3: Man, I can't (laughs) wait to figure out what we can cook up next year, Spotty. This is getting the juices flowing. So we talked about the album and some of the other stuff you're doing. You also have a comic book coming out. Is that correct?
5: Yeah, we don't have a date for that, but I'm putting the finishing touches on it now. I'll call it 85 or 90% done right now. And really, the comic book is telling the story visually and through text, of Spotty crossing over from the metaverse into the real world. My first album in August of last year, which kind of put me on the map in terms of having a successful music NFT project, that was a concept album where I'm telling Spotty's story from the metaverse. like It's literally Spotty talking about living in the metaverse. And then the comic book and now album is musically a reflection of what Real life, of course, but also the comic book telling that story of like you have a metaverse personality that's now somehow crossed over into the real world. And we story in the comic book using music, using some incredible artists. I'm super excited once we can start sharing some of the different collaborators that we have on it. But it's going to be really cool, man. And I pride myself on the comic book front. I wrote the theme song for the punks comic from Pixel Vault, which is they got most. At least lucrative comic book publishers in the NFT world so far. And I've done other stuff, has been in some of their comic books and things like that. So,
4: anything else you want to shout out before we roll out on your segment, Spotty?
5: The only thing I was going to shout out is the new drop full set is coming this month. It will be a free club. You own one of my drops from last year, either the I'm Spotty collection or the All Time High collection. So, yeah, now's a great time to check me out and stay tuned for more announcements coming soon.
0: Yeah, I'd love to catch up with you afterwards, buddy. It sounds like you're doing some cool stuff. Maybe we could do something together.
5: Yeah, I would love that. Thank you. I love what you guys are doing as well. Yeah. Uh, We'll drag you over to Solana. Hey, let's talk about it. I've been looking into it. I had some conversations with Magic Eden, but I like what you're doing, man. Yeah, we'll hook up with the
0: D-Gods or something.
5: Yeah, we'll see. But for now, everybody at home, they can check me out at spottywifi.io. I'm spottywifi on all the social handles and everything like that. S-P-O-T-T-I-E-W-I-F-I.
4: And we did indeed get the full spelling of that within the Wi-Fi parameter. So that was perfect. Thanks. After I pick up one of Spotty's
0: NFTs, I'm going to be spottywifi, but not with the IE. It's going to be with the
4: Y. Nice. I like it. I like Plan of action. There it is. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. nice. And guys, I think we might have like a new co-host for Edge of NFT. Jesse is super inquisitive. Like he's got lots of great questions, so We have to have him back.
3: There's collab potential there. hundred <laughs> percent. We just sad. had to shake off the cobwebs from NFTLA. And yeah, this is the reminder that there's more to come here for sure. Yeah. And that's how it happens, right? Getting the community together, talking shop, being creative. NFTLA was a manifestation of that. This is not the first show that has resulted in a collab and it won't be the last. And that's the beauty of the space. It's just so awesome to have all you guys on the show today.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for having us. Absolutely. Spidey,
2: thanks for joining us, brother. We appreciate it, man. We'll be in touch soon about NFTLA 2023. Lots of good things forming right now. And so glad you had a good time this past year.
5: My pleasure. Thank you,
2: guys. Talk soon. Thank you. you later. So Ethan, I think we got some fan love to give out. What do you say?
4: Yeah, we're getting back into the swing of that. So just a little segment where we kind of reach out to someone in the community we see and engaging, interacting, doing some really cool stuff. Today's shout out is to Jason Ludman of Dot Connector. Jason is the founder of Dot Connector NFT. It's a collective that is pioneering art, music, nightlife, and Web3 culture in the beautiful NYC area dot connector is bringing underground culture with mainstream entertainment through innovative and interactive IRL gatherings galleries and functions we see a lot of activity on the socials there from Jason and we want to say thanks for always showing edge of NFT love in real life and on the socials as well as being an ally during this time of community building so if you want to find out more you can check them out at at connector on Instagram and Twitter And I'm sure you won't be disappointed if you dive a little bit deeper into that rabbit hole.
3: Thanks, Jason.
2: Yeah, big love for Jason. Always appreciate the support, y'all. Okay, well, before we let our listeners go on this amazing episode, what we wanted to do is make sure, Jesse and Walter, that these listeners know where to follow you, follow all the projects you're working on. Of course, Snow Crash and everything. Where should we direct them?
1: Snowcrash.com. It's just uh, Walter and Jesse at snowcrash.com. Yeah. In the web three, it was fully transparent.
2: <laughs> yeah. How about anything on socials? You guys active on socials? Twitter, Snowcrash NFT at Twitter. Okay. There it is. Y'all go check it out. Exciting stuff. Follow them, follow them, follow them. And also real quick, we are going to be doing a giveaway for Birds of Solace. So keep an eye out on our socials for that. We'll get you all the details And we'll run a fun little contest so you can win a Birds of Solace NFT. Very exciting as well and very generous of you guys. We appreciate that. Okay. Well, I think we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. So thank you for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventurers on this starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to Spotify or iTunes right now, rate us and say something awesome. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Also look us up on all social platforms by typing edgeofnft with no spaces, start a fun conversation with us online. Lastly, Be sure to tune in next time for more great NFT content. Thanks again for sharing this time with us today. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go, just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. We understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.